0: I just moved in my new house today Moving was hard, but I got squared away Bills started ringing and changed red loud Knew I'd moved in a haunted house In the beginning, there was nothing Then there were comic books Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic Exposure begins in
1: 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime is the one and only. I'm a fire
0: starter. Twisted fire starter. Travis Ratz here.
1: A a reckless fire starter?
0: No. Always safe. Always safe. (laughs) A mustached <laughs> fire starter. You know, so I we're doing this um Halloween howl next week here. It's like where the teachers build this tent yeah. up. Uh and uh You build our, a tent? Like you build you every squadron here, including the including the teachers, gets their own tent What's and they a make a squadron?
1: It's like in like an
0: army, soldiers.
1: I thought you meant just at your school. Like it's every the, yeah, like you're like you're going to Hogwarts and every group of kids is a it's squadron the different, different I don't, units. I don't know
2: like it's... the like the Miles twelve, the bats, like all the different marines units. Okay,
0: okay. all right. The Hellboys. I got it. Um and <laughs> ours is eighties. And so for this eighties tent I'm compiling a bunch of like eighties videos and old commercials to play in, in the in the tent. And one of them was um Uh, Michael J. Fox doing the remember the and that's one to grow on remember those commercials yeah Michael J. Fox does one where he's talking about matches like don't play with matches (laughs) shit's awful and he takes this shit so (laughs) seriously this one kid's like hey you want to play with some matches and the other kid's like I don't know it could be dangerous and then Michael J. Fox is like Playing with matches is dangerous. <laughs> Playing with matches is, is really dangerous. <laughs> are you telling song? me
1: you built a time machine out of matches? <laughs> the ma-
0: these matches.
1: Hey, Marty, these matches are going to I can't do a Doc Brown. <laughs> I can't do a Marty McFly. <laughs> we also can't start a podcast correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to Comic Exposure Podcast, where we like to talk about comic books and nerd stuff going on and, and episodes like the one you're listening to today... Are the comic book club episodes, and we've got a spooky Halloween edition of Comic Book Club, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, Mike Mignola's Hellboy, uh, Volume One, the very first uh, like collection. And uh, this little mini series is called Seed of Destruction. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, out on Dark Horse Comics, uh, Travis, we got a guest. Who's our guest today? Returning guest, fan favorite. <laughs>
0: My uh, my friend here in Japan, Mister Alan
2: Strawbridge. Thank you so much. Three times the charm. What,
1: what Three times <laughs> a yeah, yeah, he man, came in for time.
2: gorillas and then he
0: did
1: a variant with us. Yeah, gorillas is a, I, gorillas was a good conversation. I like that one. And the variant one, it's always fun to have someone on a variant one. And that's when we learned that Alan does not want to see the Thor movie. Yep. Uh, mm. And I will – not even with the new trailers Alan strawberries, you don't to uh, even see it now. Credible Hawk looks like Gumby, man. He's all like – He's a little and... too –
2: he's a little too green. He's a little oh, too green. Man. He looks like a, I – I don't know. I'm going I'm to give it a shot because I love Marvel, but oh my goodness, it's so
1: damn hokey. <laughs> oh, no, it's super hokey. Super hokey. <laughs> yeah, uh, I
0: know. This <laughs> is coming from the guy over to my right here who three weeks ago <laughs> is sat me so down – sat me down and made me watch Transformers <laughs> the last night not <laughs> not ironically not, not ironically that movie ironically. holds,
2: up. That movie holds, holds up. up it just came out mm. it should just hold <laughs> it, should it should just hold
1: i'm talking about now, just, it just it's just amazing i fucking love transformers travis as an outsider to transformers i have yet to watch it because i would like to see it but i'm afraid that i will lose respect uh, for uh, Hannibal Lecter, and I just, I just can't do that. I'm just worried about it. What is how he, he did not know where he was in this movie? They like just like <laughs> opened the door and they
0: gave him a script, and he's like, uh, "The all spark of death may my, my be dogs, upon pieces." My dogs pieces. going nuts. <laughs> I
1: don't hey, know what just happened. I
0: got J- Josh first question. Of the yeah. podcast.
1: Who let the yeah. dogs out? Who uh, let those who? dogs out? I don't, I don't know, but my dog doesn't normally bark, and so. Maybe there's Something's a murderer happening. at the door. It is Halloween, so Something's I don't. Happening. I don't know. It's professional, professional podcasting
0: happening as pro- finest.
1: Pro- professional
0: murderers coming yeah. to my door.
1: So hey, you know what? Yeah. If if they can't handle a little bit of dog barking in the background at this point, I don't know what to say. I think you it know? adds
0: ambiance. Ambiance. Yeah, I have the rain on my side. You get the ambience. dogs howling.
1: Not barking, yeah.
0: howling on your side. The
1: hell hellhounds are barking. That's really what it is. Cerberus is in my house for this spooky episode of uh, oh. a, a, of comic exposure.
0: Can you get your kids to come in and like sing songs in that really creepy kid
1: voice? <laughs> like this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Right? Exactly. Or like, uh, what's the what, what? Like Ring Around the Rosie would be creepy. Yeah, that's right? a good one. That's about playing, yeah. right? I, I yeah, this, I think so.
2: I had this student. I used to sing Halloween at uh, Halloween time. She would go. Mommy, Daddy, I am at the front door. And then she would keep that's singing. That's creepy. And then, and then, the, then the the kid would get closer. To the, mommy, daddy, I'm under the bed. Like we get closer and closer to the mom and dad. Ooh, dude, I got a, a Goosebump just now. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Creepy. I'm not mommy, all right with that. That's daddy, no, what
1: no, because you sound... sound
0: like it's when that she's in the bed and she doesn't know what <laughs> what, what, what mommy and daddy are
1: doing. But you, but you sound like a child. So that's even more frightening when you do it. <laughs> oh, like man. Alan, Alan Strabers is like. He sounds like a man, but I'm when like, you sing it, it's <laughs> like, it's just frightening. It's, it's frightening. It's a black dude singing like a quirk. It's just all out of key and just bang. <laughs> 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 <just. laughs> so we're talking Hellboy, guys, and we normally have a conversation with our guests about what was the uh, what's the first exposure to comics. But but I want to ask you, Alan, what was your first exposure to to Hellboy. What was your first exposure to Hellboy? Uh,
2: meeting this dude right here, actually. Actually, I watched the movies, but I told Travis this is my first Hellboy read. It's the first time I read. All right. It. It was this right here? So, uh, having watched, what did you think of the movies? What did What did you think of those? I liked the first one. <laughs> the second one, I didn't care for. Travis knows because the market scene it's the was best too, one. It was it's too hokey for me, man. The, <laughs> the, the second the, one is hokey. It is hokey. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for it, but. I like Hellboy and I like uh, Ron Perlman. I think he's a beast. I think he's really. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm. I'm. looking forward to the new one, even though Ron Perlman's not in it anymore. I, I am looking forward to the what's his name from Stranger Things is going to be Hellboy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the picture that came out of him looks really good, and maybe it looks really good because it looks exactly like the Ron Perlman one. But right. you know, what are you going to do? I didn't know uh, the movie was
2: actually taken from the comic. I didn't know that. You know, that was that was the thing. I was oh. surprised to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this one, and I, I want to talk about that. It's been a while since I've seen the first Hellboy movie, um, and it it only tacks. So on the cover of mine is a sticker that won't come off that says uh, the book that inspired the motion picture, mm-hmm. right? Um, cheesy, I, cheesy sticker. Very, <laughs> very loosely, very loosely, I think, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Hellboy's in there, and the characters are in there, but I would say that I wouldn't say Seed of Destruction is the template. For, um, for the Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie.
0: So we actually have I, I Hellboy to... on silent in the background here. Yeah,
2: Just over here. <laughs> I like the, a little, a little on Netflix. Actually, going on I like the on. sand little dude, Hellboy. the dude that's made of gears and sand. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: me so of like a GI Joe. Everybody loves GI Joes. Everybody loves GI Joes. So guys, let's let's get it. Let's get into Hellboy first. All let's right. talk. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh about the sort of world that uh mike Magnola kind of paints in here um what do you guys think and, and and we're doing this kind of like a spooky halloween movie or halloween you know episode um what do you guys think of the world that that he's creating where do you think where is he where do you see him drawing from what do you think of this sort of world that he's creating
0: it's very for me it's very lovecraftian um mm-hmm. it with like the tentacles and then the gothic architecture that you see in this world everything is um uh alan was saying we didn't talk about it very much but he said you know it's dark it's a darker book especially for the time period it came out this was early 90s right josh correct me
1: '90, i want to say 93
0: yeah and so it really kind of you know kind of capture what was going on 93 music was getting darker things were getting darker um and then we have this comic book hellboy and as far as the world building he doesn't there's not a lot of build up to it there's not a lot of the first issue isn't all just the origin of hellboy the first five pages are and then you get right into the world and I, i was trying to read this as if I was someone who had just picked it up in 1993 and I hadn't seen the Hellboy movies or you know, uh, read some of the other uh, Hellboy stories. And I was trying to think, if I had just picked this up, would I have continued reading based on the world that was being built there? So I was trying to read this world as someone who was just getting into it having not read any BPRD or seen the movie or the cartoons and stuff. What about you, Al?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it was a really dark read. I did like uh, how... Like Rat said, it wasn't a lot of backstory, and it didn't take long to get to the point. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you get to the the big ending, and it's done. It was just enough to tell the story without filling it with a bunch of fluff and mess. You know? Yeah, and and that's oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that was it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's one thing that that's one thing I really like about Hellboy, and then about BPRD, is that they keep them in these these chunks like mignola's always sort of done like arcs and they read like stories so although you might not be able to jump in kind of anywhere you, you might not know who the characters are but every little arc is like a good little horror story right that you get thrown into and this is a good one although you know you get you get the you know you spent a, a couple pages getting the introduction of of hellboy and i think it's a little narrative heavy in those first couple pages yeah. where there's sort of like the boxes. But I'll forgive it because the rest of the book isn't.
2: You know what I mean? Well, it goes on just enough to not, you know, get on your nerves. Like
1: just when you're about yeah. to be like it's too much, then, then he moves on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like, I get it. I understand the world building of it. That way he doesn't have to spend an entire issue
2: yeah.
1: doing that background story. He just does, you know, I don't know, the first like half of that issue kind of bringing Hellboy in. Yeah, um, but one I the, I like the jump into a story. I, I kind of like that.
2: One of the things I'm always kind of pissed off at about like the the movies. Am I getting close enough? Yeah. They like the Batman and Spider Man, Superman. They always spend the first movie with the backstory, and at this point, everybody knows the origin of every yeah. character. We don't need to spend a whole movie, and then we got to wait two years for the for some other action <laughs> movie to you know to take place yeah. but they spent a whole movie on the backstory. We know where Superman came from.
1: We know where he came yeah, from. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I really enjoy kinda of like the
2: quick <laughs> I love your
1: we know where Superman came from. We know where he came from. Well, you <laughs> know what, and I would tell you to like to quickly like veer away for one second. Hmm. I think that's why that new Spider Man movie was so good yeah because it was just like forget it spider-man's here we're not even going to talk about uncle ben right we're just going to drop you into him in high school right you had a little like recap me. at the beginning uh of like uh of, of um captain america civil war but i really like that and i think i think like um Mignola does this really good job of setting the stage of like how hellboy gets here introducing some characters and then dumping you right in to this sort of adventure right that this this you know, adventure. I think some of the stuff that I kind of enjoyed that are kind of thrown in throughout it are, there's one that it talks about like the, an American story about frogs. And it tells you about the, I thought that was like a really cool little African myth. Yeah. Like, uh, does these little, these little things where he drops in every once in a while to kind of tell you where he's getting his, you know, his like horror genre stuff from. And I always think that that's kind of a cool way to do it. Um, there's always sort of, uh, there's always he he's mixing all these different myths together in the Hellboy universe, and I think that's really fun I, I think that's a really cool way to a really cool way to do it and to kind of like fill you in on some information about it in like a roundabout way in a kind of an interesting way um so you get why these frogs are kind of in this in this story.
0: do you think the back pages were black on its original print you know the, yeah. They were. That was a good, nice yeah. touch to really adding to the overall effect of the book is having those not be in white, those, the, uh, the, the borders. That, yeah, and stuff. The, the panel yeah. borders. That really kind of added to the tone. But if, you know, one of the things I noticed in here is when you look, because Magnolia is writing and drawing this. And Josh, we, I think we've done maybe a couple of books that have been, uh, creator own uh, written and drawn, but not a whole bunch, yeah. you know? And no, not a lot. And you see where he's saving time in the craftsmanship in the world building. there's not a lot of big backgrounds, especially when they get to like the basement of the castle, you know uh the mansion yeah. it's It's just the effect he doesn't do a lot of you know detailed backgrounds on things. He shows you kind of like the wide frame of the mansion and he'll show you some outside and some stuff on I the walls that. from time to time, but a lot of it it's you know. It's color very minimal and, like and color feeling. background. Yeah, it's feeling. And so when he's building this world, he gives you just enough. Like it's almost like you get the um, the the macro view of it. And then yeah. once you're in that room or once you're in that space, he's just using color and a lot of lines. Um, and sometimes it's just that tribal art of whoever this demon guy is in the background yeah. and that to me is again that love kind of feel to it he's just giving you the symbols the touches the t- tiny touches little we we're talking about bob, R- bob ross the other day right yeah. little tiny <laughs> tiny happy, touches happy you know squirrel bob we, were, we had a whole like 20 minute conversation about bob ross the other night we we're talking about like this this dude just makes a mountain when he scrapes paint across the canvas yeah.
1: the
2: paint knife yeah just makes a mountain
1: and I mean, Mignola, and if you, like, having read this and then reading later, did, did you read Hellboy and Hell, Travis? Did yes. you ever read any of those That issues? is the other Hellboy he, that I've read. He, you read Hell? the first and the last. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. Um, I really enjoy, like, I really enjoy that because he only gets more abstract and more sparse as this gets on. Like, his style continually gets more blockish and more, like, I'm going to give you even less detail, but I want you to paint the picture yourself of what you're seeing. And I always think like that's like he works in so much shadow, and I know we're like diving into art well before we well it's, before it's we creator, should. But, creator written yeah.
0: and drawn, you have to.
1: Um, and so, I love how how he works and how he works in shadow. Like it's it's perfect for this genre. Like that sort of feel wouldn't work in anything else. His his really heavy shadows. Wouldn't work in a superhero comic, so to speak. And so you can see some of his old work before this, when he used to work on. Uh, he did some Marvel books and stuff, or like no, he did Batman, or one or two times, or something like that. But yeah, that's what I
2: was going to say. That would work with a Batman comic. Yeah,
1: know? but his dark style works perfect for this world he's building. And I love I, to, to kind of get back to the story of it. I love the idea that we're just going to show you bits and pieces of this. Like, yeah this is how it's different from your world. And it started in world war two when the Nazis freaking brought a demon around. Right. And then from then all of this, you can see the world, but there's this Gothic horror tinge to it. Yeah. And there's this research that the BPRD is in here and there's, there's just tiny, tiny pieces of this world he's building, which is, which I think is, is an interesting way to do it. Right. I'm, I, Sometimes we get we get authors who drop you in a story but there's way too much like exposition of characters telling you well well the the bureau of paranormal research and defense is an important thing and right. he does he doesn't do that. You, and it's it's kind of weird because
0: you in this world there's this giant hellboy with this red arm none of the other characters like the old lady they don't bat an eye at it and you're just yeah, like yeah. It, and it wasn't like they didn't have to say like in a world where the super, the, the fantastical meets the real, there are is this organization. Like you were saying, it's just like mm-hmm. we accept that there's going to be frogmen. We accept that, and it's no one really bats an eye at it. And it is at first you have to be like, wait, are they going to explain this? And once you realize they're not, it's just it's so refreshing.
2: That's what I was going to ask: was Hellboy like? Was he known in this world? I mean, if you because you guys read it and stuff like because like. Rat uh Rat said she didn't even care that this red dude with you know, <laughs> half chopped off horns and a and a stone fist was in her house. But Abe was all, you know, Disguise. uh, disguised like he didn't want to be seen. So I'm like, "Well, what I don't get it. She knows Hellboy, but Abe
1: can't show himself in this world. Like I didn't get that." And and that's the and that's a kind of curious thing about it. Like like um do we like the world accepts Hellboy as his figure, but everything else is kind of hush-hush? Is like is Abe a little more spooky than is a giant fish man more spooky than a giant red devil showing up in your in well, your house? She... By by the way, my son's soccer team for the season is the Red Devils. Just in nice. just just to kind, of, I wanted him to call him the Hellboys, but it Ugh. didn't it didn't work. So I like when the old lady <laughs> calls him Mister Boy. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Mister Boy. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Um. So what? Let's let's talk about the actual story itself. What did you guys think of this sort of like? mythical this romp um what were some of the what were some of the things you really liked about it was there anything that kind of bothered you about the story i mean i i think alan you just hit on the how come hellboy doesn't have to hide but you know abe sapien has to hide is what were what was your what were your guys' thoughts on the overall sort of like romp alan what did you think of it um i don't know i it
2: to me it was an enjoyable read like i was reading it and actually uh i found myself for one of the first times focusing more on the writing and what was happening in the story and I forget I would forget to look at the artwork and what's actually happening. It was like I was reading a book kind of. I was just following along with the story and and, and feeling it and I, I really I really got into it. And like I said I had to make myself look at the what was happening in the artwork because I was so focused on the words and the writing. You know what I mean? Like I really I really thought the story was was well done and I'm glad um it was different than the movie because I think the book is better than the movie.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Travis, what did you think of the overall sort of like story? Like where it goes? Uh, what, what, what did you think about it? Yeah,
0: so when I started reading it, I, I didn't like the first issue in the trade as much, you know, the backstory Because, again, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've seen it. I kind of know the backstory, And it's almost panel for panel and like what you get in the movie kind of the summoning of it but then it breaks off. And what I really like about the story is the size of it. It's not big. You know, you would think yeah. in a world where there the mystical and and the real combined, there is that there would be the, um a tendency to take it to what they did in Hellboy 2, like, you know, a goblin market or you know, actually into hell or something like that. And it's all pretty much takes place in this in this mansion. And what I really like is I really like the old lady and the expedition side of it. I really thought yeah. that there was a creepiness mm-hmm. into... So for those of you, hopefully, spoiler alerts so if you're listening to this, but the whole uh, idea of this family for nine generations has been going up to the Arctic, and they've all been dying up there in the quest to find this kind of... Uh, we don't even know what it is at, at the point they tell you that, but I really like this old lady sitting in this mansion and telling this big epic story and we don't see much of that story just glimpses of it it kind of reminded me of the thing you know the shots yeah. when they're in the arctic i kept i yeah. kept it was very john carpenter like uh, where okay this story started long before you're dropped into it you're just seeing the very end of it and i like yeah. that i like that how the sco- story had scope we're only getting this very little tail end piece of it yeah
1: and 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 i'm gonna agree with you guys i i I enjoyed it i thought it was that was really good and alan i think to your point um there is there's a lot of narration boxes there are And, and i and and so there's a lot of like you know the big dark cold pool can't be more than 50 feet from 50 or 60 feet below the house and all this runs through my mind i can almost hear liz so there's a lot of like internal monologue from hellboy which is kind of painting the scenes of what are going on right um in, in a way that w- that that's very old school comics mm-hmm. right in a way that's very like the marvel method like back in the day um, but it's it's an interesting way to paint it i kind of like having hellboy doesn't talk a lot um i mean he does but you get a lot of his sort of internal monologue about what's going on. And I, yeah. I like that. I, I really enjoy that. You're right. It does read a lot more like a story. You find yourself sort of reading the words and maybe not looking at the the images as much. Um, but but I really kind of like, Travis, what you were saying. I, I like that it's this kind of like very contained story, right? Yeah. There's There's a beginning, there's a middle, and an end to this sort of arc. Um, and there'll be through lines. Like if you go and you read the next volume of this, there's continuing through lines. There's a larger story. But I really like that this is like Hellboy's on a mission. And that's the good thing about this genre. Right. This idea that he's part of this paranormal research thing that every arc can just be a mission. Yeah. Yep. And And so you get four or five issues, maybe six of him getting through this mission and then all right that monster's done (laughs) and it feels kind of yeah it feels almost monster of a weekish but because it's done in arcs instead of in like a single issue at a time um i I think it's an interesting way to do it I, i really enjoy the format that that uh magnola kind of makes in this hellboy universe that that we're in sort of these very sectioned series almost right like a limited series uh, it's like British television. How British television is like five five episodes, and they're like, "Yep, that was a good one. Yeah, We're right. good." Like the, the Misfits. I love the Misfits. <laughs> yeah, or like Luther. Did you, have you guys ever watched Luther? Oh yeah, rats watch it. I tried <laughs> to watch it, and um, it's like, all right, there's five episodes. We're good. The next season's going to be three. So just just enjoy it. <laughs> well, I, I really
0: like the depiction of Hellboy in this because of what you're talking about the narration. I love the noir. Like it's the old almost noir because he is a he's. He mentioned it a couple of times in here. Like, he's the world's greatest paranormal investigator. Which I don't know if they sell. I don't know if they've ever really sold that to me in any Hellboy I've read. That he's the world's greatest paranormal. He seems more like the thug. And the rest of the crew is like, you know. The researchers. (laughs) The professor and stuff. But I love the... uh, I I love this Hellboy as opposed to, like, the gruff talking all the time Hellboy. I love the... He's like uh narrating like an old kind of Bogart character. He's yeah. like for the for my second swing I go straight to the big guns, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you're just like I do
1: like that. That's fun.
2: She right. walked
0: into my office and I knew she was trouble for the moment I put her eyes on her.
2: Rat's keep Rat keeps making all my points before I get to make them. <laughs> 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 that's, that's another thing I was gonna say. Like he he said he was a thug, but to me in this in this uh read he was like he had feelings and emotions and you know you had layers like an onion he wasn't just like the muscle of the gun you know he was like he was the big gun but he also was really articulate and he referred to uh what's the guys the guy that raised him i can't remember his name he, as sir broom he, mr yeah broom. yeah broom he called him sir and was very respectful i was surprised i was expecting him to be this apish brute you know
0: i i liked it too how when they showed up to the mansion um She's like, "Oh, Mister Boy called me yesterday," and I just imagine getting a call from like Hellboy, and they're like, "Hello, yes, uh, I'm Hellboy. I'm calling uh, to, to, to ask you about any paranormal activities. Are you a demon? Are you? A, is this a demon calling me? Are
2: you a demon? If he was, was in Japan, it'd be Hellboy son. Mushy mushy. Hellboy-san. Uh, yes, uh, hello. This is a uh, Hellboy. Hellboy son.
1: And it only works because you guys are living in Japan. Otherwise, He does I'd have the little samurai right ponytail. Here. He in, does. He in, does in have the some... little samurai bun. Um, I I do enjoy that narration that, full, that like kind of goes out through it. Like, when he's trying to get the concussion grenade, he's like, that's right. I've got a concussion grenade. I don't even know if it works anymore. And then, like it blows up and he's like, it works. Yeah, the DDT machina of the, I,
0: the of the concussion grenade.
1: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like the little bits and pieces of that. What did you guys think of um, dispatching this evil villain right away? The guy that raised him right away. What do you What do you think about that? I think that's maybe the only thing that I was surprised at. Uh, broom. No. That. That you get rid of. Um, oh, he doesn't have a name,
0: does he? He's just like the wizard. They call him the wizard. No, in the it's, movies, it's
1: Rasputin. It's Rasputin because yeah. he talks about having lived with the Russians. So, He'll what do you think ra- about? In like... Russia, they don't rat
0: you; you rasputin them.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, oh, so, terrible. what do you think about? What do you? It was bad. Uh, I'm trying to pass. <laughs> sorry. Said something. <laughs> I will do better so next do you... time. It just keeps what worse, did you right? think of the idea of like getting him and then getting rid
0: of him? Right then, well, he's got to come back later in the Hellboy
1: series, right? At some point, or is he done? Uh, yeah, I think he shows up at some point, but it seems strange that like you bring him and then you kill him yeah, And he, one. He
2: doesn't strike me as a dude that's worried about dying too much because he always keeps coming back. He's talking about how they they killed him in uh, when he was in Russia, and he you know, yeah, he's back. I think I think that adds to the effect that this is a guy that is just gonna be here you know like he's he does his thing and he goes through all this stuff to release the demons and then he gets killed and he's going to be used again so he'll be right back like it's it, to me it just adds to the fact that this dude is going to return
0: yeah it seems like magnolia was really kind of trying to build something that would be an ongoing series you know yeah. And you see that in when when he at the back of the book where he talks about like how he envisioned it envisioned it as a team book and you see the drawing of like the first Hellboys as a team. Yeah. And they actually have like uniforms, BPRD uniforms. It seemed like he was trying to kinda of like build like a paranormal X Men type thing going on. And so it's kind of like you know, in the first X-Men book, right, who do they fight? They fight Magneto, right? Yeah. And they defeat him. And then he comes back over and over and over again. And each time he comes equipped with something a little bit more deadly and becomes back a little more powerful. So that's yeah. the way I see this. I don't know enough about the Hellboy, Hellboy lore to know how many times Rasputin comes back, if he comes back at all. Uh, but it seems like they were planting the seeds of destruction for that.
1: Oh, let me ask you guys, what do you guys think of the monsters? Like, this is a, this is, that's one of the things about the Hellboy universe is the monsters. What Like, we've got frog monsters, we've got uh, the giant tentacly thing <laughs> at yeah. the end, uh, we've got Rasputin. I guess you could call, you can maybe call Rasputin a monster. Uh, but the one thing we get at the end, uh, do you guys have the extra stories at the end of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got, like, what did you think of... Uh, the monsters and how they show up in here. What were your thoughts on? Let's start with. Let's start with the frog monsters. What do you guys think of those?
2: Um, more annoying than anything because, like, I would be like, "What's the point?" Because they keep coming back. Like you kill them, and then they just they just keep coming back, bigger and stronger. They look know? like battle toads. Yeah, from- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. It's it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't find them. Too terribly scary or frightening at all, you know mm-hmm. they were just there just pissing everybody off.
0: I will you know? say that I really thought it was a really creepy moment when they have the old woman that they that was their mother that they killed, yeah. and then they slowly bring her down into the water. That was kind of like ooh that I mean, like they gave me like and Abe's just like backing up, he's like, yeah. I'm not gonna mess with that.
1: <laughs> I thought that was
0: kind of like dark and kind of incestuously violent yeah. and creepy and Beautiful.
2: It was real beautiful. I liked the uh, beautiful at
1: the same time.
2: I like the uh um, Abe when he was in the water and he was talking about how it was so thick and sticking to him like ink and then they yeah. uh, they brought up that the the big monster in there I think it was one of the gods maybe was sucking the life even out of the water yeah you know? yeah yeah he's I like it's all dead pretty, yeah yeah like everything even the life in the water itself you know was, was gone he was and just he, sucking the life he, of that house
0: he comes across that skull and he's like I, I sense a lot of old death but yeah. then he gets up he's like also a lot of new death <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and exactly. like oh snap exactly yeah that was pretty
0: bad yeah. Josh, what about you?
1: I, I, I did do that. I I think like the, the frogs play the role of sort of like the henchmen, right? Yeah. So they're they're supposed to be like this dispatchable foe, right? Mm-hmm. I did really like the idea that the tongue gave everybody those sort of like Num- the poison, like warty things Sports, all over them, right? Yeah. Like the like the sticky things on the tongue. I thought that was kind of cool, and I think it gave you it gave he gave you a way to explain the arm, right? Like mm-hmm. it was a story point that said oh, also, my arm, I can't feel anything in it, so that's why this is okay, right? Yeah. Like, the stone arm, it gets to tell you about that by creating this monster that would try to affect him in a way that he can affect him because of the arm.
0: Yeah, you and know? for more information on the arm, please listen to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Red Right Hand. It gives you the whole backstory <laughs> on it. The whole ba- whole yeah, whole whole story. Um, I, the the so, monsters in the, the one-offs, though, were awesome, Right? Was it Cerberus, the, dog? He, was yeah, like so, the giant he, dog? he was so cool, man.
1: And that's only because you want to be as yoked as that giant dog. <laughs> like <that's... laughs> Which is funny because the dog's nipples are like man nipples, but dog's nipples aren't up there, <laughs> right? Like
2: Man, <laughs> man
1: nipples. They're I like... See it. There's some oh, straight-up nipples on Asia. that dog. <laughs> oh.
2: Would you like a suckle of my zipple? <laughs> Would you... <laughs>
1: And then in the and the other short one, it's the it's the uh, the Frankenstein monkey. Oh, it is, but it's in the very
0: back after both the trades. This is the so they have this in the back <laughs> he of the regular thing. Nipples. Yeah, he's got man nipples. I it wasn't like ready. I wasn't ready for so that. So it starts off as like a little dog like this, and then all of this is like short one-offs for promos. He yeah, goes, yeah. "Look," and then it's just like boom.
2: <laughs> that is not a. There's that
0: great line in there where he says. um uh, maybe he's really Anubis, but the arrow goes into him with a red, wet noise, like any kind of flesh getting sliced.
1: I do love that. That's yeah. like a, that, and I think that's the thing that plays really well is the the narration you get from Hellboy is always interesting, right? That it's from it's from Hellboy's perspective instead of being like an omniscient narrator, I, it, it's Hellboy kind of saying, "Yep," and it goes in just like I thought it. You know, like yes. Yeah. Um, so they you know like first person
0: narration is always kind of like a cheat in movies you know it's kind of like a way to like be sloppy through storytelling but honestly i wouldn't mind if this new hellboy you know since it is r-rated and darker if they just had him narrating like over this the story like you don't he doesn't talk a lot as a character in the story but it's just over narration like he's very serious in the film like when he speaks, but then his over-narration is all like, you get some <laughs>
1: jokes and some
0: one-liners and stuff in there.
1: I'd enjoy it, I'd enjoy it. So we've got this story, uh, we get sort of the this, they're bringing this god up, you know, this this, this demon up, uh, tentacly, like you said, Travis, very, very, very much uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Like, super Lovecraft. Um, and, super Lovecraft! And he, I love it! <laughs> And he even, like, he at the beginning of it, he says, for Jack Kirby, H.P. Lovecraft, and my lovely wife, right? Right. And so he right away is playing with this Lovecraftian horror, dark, sort of, like, creeping, unspoken demon stuff, right? Mm. I, I really thought – I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed it more, I think, than the original movie, you know, like than the movie does um, because it's such a small – I think the it, it, it's a fun – self-contained little horror story right? right right um so let me ask you guys magnola's art we talked about it in kind of like the 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 idea of it but what did you guys alan what did what did you think of this art style um i thought the art style
2: was perfect for the story and the writing like we talked about before and um i like the sharp edges on a lot of the most of the panels it's a lot of sharp edges and the features and the pecs and um but i also like that it was simple everything was very simplistic it's very simple drawing and uh it still gave you action by relying on your imagination like we talked about you know not a lot of not a lot of background and and all of that stuff but you still got a sense of the action from from the drawing you know so I thought it was really simple and I thought it was well done. And I thought it was uh done in such a way that like not many people could do that. You know, it takes a special kind of artist to to do that kind of kind of drawing, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. Travis, what what did you what did you think of it?
0: You know I, I was thinking about, you know, I have a bunch of Hellboys hanging around the house and stuff like that, and I was thinking about like, man, what do I love Hellboys so much? And you know, the art – I love Magnolia's art style. I actually like his early Hellboy stuff um, much better than the more minimalist Hellboy stuff he's doing in uh, – I know it's – I'm thinking you probably are the opposite because you kind of like the, more the abstract cartooning. But I like – in this, there's still that foot in Jack Kirby. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I and you see that on some of uh, the Hellboy faces when they give you like a like my favorite panel you're gonna see it's very Jack Kirby uh, here in a second but I, I like the more detail I like I like it when we see some of the imperfections in Hellboy's face uh, and the roundness of his skull I, I really like that but I I think you know one of the things that impressed me most about Hellboy and why I like him is like. This character has one of the most badass designs in in all of dumb, I yeah. I feel like yeah Be- between the trench coat and the shaved off horns and the cigar yeah. and the big rock like features, it's just like it just screams badass. it's just like it's that stuff that as a kid, we're like that dude's a bad mofo. Like this dude, <laughs> right? it's just it, there's something about Hellboy's design that it just screams like. I just want to read... All, I think his design as a character is actually stronger than the stories that are told with it, yeah. sometimes. I if think, that makes sense.
2: I think if he had his full horns, that would actually take away from the character, I think. I, I think yeah. the shaved horns are just badass. Because you can just head people with that shit and just run through all... but <laughs> those horns, he just looks like... He'll look like a goat or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> but the shaved-down horns... Pretty
0: brilliant. Badass. It's a brilliant idea. And it also reflects something about the character, too. Like, he's like the self-conscious about, like, his his roots as, like, this demon, you know? And yeah. he's, like, this giant red thing with a big rock hand, but he's, like, this might help people. Let me shave these down. <laughs> I'll
1: be it's, loud, like, a really scary. ugly girl
0: who gets, like, a really big tit job. You know? She's, like, I can't <laughs> fix this, but I can work with these.
1: Yeah, yeah you ever yeah, seen yeah. the
0: Hellboy tit job where they just, they file <laughs> down the tits? <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> oh. Oh, geez. So... We, we've got we've got this story, this Hellboy story, and I will agree with you guys. I think Hellboy is probably the coolest looking character, yeah. right? There's in the coolest looking character in comic books, hands down, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Fight me if you don't think so. <laughs> uh, not you guys, but I'll the, bring the, my the red right hand. <laughs> the, the folks listening, I think it's such a rad design, and it's so sort of like it's so different. And I think that's the one of the things that I like the most about Hellboy um, is it's the look is different. The feel is different, right? He's doing something. Mignola is doing something very him. Yeah. And you see his style aped by so many people now. Um, and I like it. I do. I love people who, I love that sort of simplistic style. Like we read Hawkeye and I would say that Aja is very much a um Mignola, a
0: Mignola.
1: Yeah, right? In, in, but not as dark, right? His, he's not as dark in his shadows. But the simplicity is you know, is totally Mignola, right? Yeah. Um, I got a, uh, there was a Kickstarter book that I did, that I got. And it was very much like Hellboy. And it was the same sort of vibe. It was like, you know, this, this, uh, a sailor with uh, tentacle monsters. And, you know, he's got like the spear that he's fighting stuff with. It was very much, the art style was very much Mignola, but not, it's not that like no one can do it the same. Yeah, right, yeah. like the BPRD books later on. I really like BPRD. I, th- I think it's a. I think it's a fun book. I think it's a fun idea. This concept of like we're solving these paranormal mysteries and there's always a, a rad freaking monster that they're fighting. And so that's always up my alley. Um, and so, um, but the art is never. You're never going to be able to do this same stuff if he's not doing it. It just will not. His art is so him, and I think that that's what makes. This so special, right? I, th- I think that's what makes Hellboy so special. Is that you can have a million different people draw a Batman story, right? Yeah. And it's Batman, and it's going to be Batman, and maybe you have your favorite Batman artist, um, but you're really reading it because it's Batman. But Hellboy is Hellboy because of what Mike McNola did on it. There's yeah. there's no way around it. I think you nailed it, and I think that what you see in this
0: book, this 1993, this is in the 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 maelstrom of Jim Lee and Image Comics and that that really kind of sleek design. And I think that a lot of people, the reason this book got popular was more for the art. This Magnolia was a refuge from what was dominating 95% of the market. Now, today, you look at the mainstream books and they take the Magnolia Disciples and they'll put them on an X-Men run. You'll see yeah. something, not, not to that extreme, but there is more of... Um, an acceptance of this kind of outside-the-box, outside-the-house style, uh, outside the sleek and polished lines that is acceptable in mainstream that wasn't in the 90s. And so a lot of people... Like the same reason people read Tank Girl, like Hewitt, Jamie yeah. Hewitt, um, it was not so much the story, although I think the story is good here, but it was more from like, it's different than what 98% yeah. of the stuff is out there. Yeah. And now we live in a world where... You know, it's McNeil. People, there are all these people are aping him in some or paying homage to that style.
1: Yeah, or I mean, like this was such a in in this sort of the the story's a little different, especially like from mainstream comics, right? Like this is an indie book; it's out on Dark Dark Horse, an indie publisher. Um, But it was it's an interesting idea, like um, that it's it veers away from this sort of like superhero genre in a way and still managed to be popular and still managed to be interesting in, in, in a way, and I think that that's why I like it so much, is, is because it's there's a lot of, like Mignola draws from a lot of stuff and you can you can feel all of his like, references in, in the genres he's pulling from and the ideas he's pulling from right, yeah. um, but he creates something sort of wholly different like Wholly his own, which I what I which is what I really enjoy about it, um, and even though like the frog monsters are kind of silly, I think it's like it's a rad little monster design, right? Like yeah. it's this sort of like off the wall. Why are there giant frogs who kill you when they put their tongue around you, right? Like it's this weird thing that he's doing that I really really enjoy and and, re, and really liked a lot. Um,
2: to, me, to me, it seems like a lot of his characters too skip leg day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's laughs> they yeah. have really scrawny lower bodies, man. All he's like, up. I got a
0: giant right hand. I got a little tiny, little <laughs> tiny calves.
2: Look at, look at, look
0: yeah, I don't know how he holds himself <laughs> up. I... <laughs> Baby calves. Look at his little legs there. <laughs> no. He's like, I got a dream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass.
0: Is <laughs> a favorite panel time. Boom, boom. It's favorite panel
1: time? Oh, is it? All
2: right. You got your
1: favorite panel, Alan? Did you pick a favorite panel? You one? know what?
2: I, I went back and forth. Uh one was gonna be the beginning of uh, I think Chapter Three when they talked about the frog myth. I really like that one, but um and then another one with Rat when Rasputin was standing by Liz, and like absorbing her power. Oh, the splash page movie. where, yeah. yeah,
0: where he's like, "I am taking, I am taking her power."
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think my favorite is the one where Hellboy. I can't find it now. Hellboy is like laying on the ground, and he talks about how he spends most of his career like up in the air because people always. Oh, that's him the beginning
0: around, of like, issue. Knocking him three. around,
2: throwing him up against walls. He's always he's always off off the ground in some way. In all my years of being the world's best
0: paranormal investigator, I found I spent a lot of my time falling. (laughs)
1: That's that's a good panel. I like that one. And because it kind of – it showcases all the things I enjoy about the book. It showcases like the dark – the darkness that sort of shows through like – it's like he just took black paper and drew the stuff he needed to on black paper. Uh, It has the good narration – And then it's got Hellboy, which is like the dopest design in comic books. So kudos, Alan. You picked a you picked a beautiful page. Travis, what do you got? Go ahead, Josh. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm,
0: uh, oh pulling, figuring out where mine is here. Uh, Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. So mine is the panel. Uh, It's it's. I can't. I would cheat and pick this this giant splash page here where the tentacle has Hellboy lifted in the air. But I'm not because it's it's. That's, like, poster quality there. That's obvious. Yeah, I like the top panel of the page next to it where it's a close-up of uh, Hellboy in profile, like, just grimacing from, like, all the pain, all the tentacles, like, start sucking around his face. And I love that because I think it's it's early Magnolia, um, like, still paying homage to Kirby. And you see a lot of that Kirby uh, influence in there. And I love the the coloring in it. Like they make that red pop against the green, and you just yeah. see like like Hellboy just looking like a badass there,
1: just like ah being squeezed. Ah, the I feel the poops <laughs> coming out. Uh, poop's I coming I out. love the panel right underneath of that. I like that one even more, where his face is it's covered by back. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I one. think my panel's a little off. I I like it just because um. It's probably one of the more detailed, like face shots of Hellboy, and it's it's um, with Hellboy and Abe Sapien and Liz all on all on the panel together. Oh, at the um, end when the mansion's exploding, right? Yeah, I I kind of like that scene um, because it, you've got each of those characters in there that we spend. I mean, we don't spend a lot of time with Liz because she's essentially getting kind of like hijacked during during most of it. Um, but I do I love. I love Abe Sapien's design Uh, like BPRD. One of the reasons I really like BPRD is because Abe is in a lot of those issues. Um, And so I really like that character design. I love the Hellboy design and it, it is a very sort of like, it's a, it's also a really good one too, where uh, Abe's like, Hey, I just, I don't know what's going on. So I got to read your report. (laughs) Like, it's just funny to me that these, that they're actually like, we got to write reports on this. And I go like, how does Hellboy write a report on this? And I, I just I just kinda like that idea that this call back to like, no, this is an actual job. Right, yeah. Like, they're like they have. He's to sitting down at night, junk.
0: hunched over a table. He's trying to like hold a pen in his With big right hand.
1: Yeah, and he's it's like it's like the it's uh it's carbon copy. So every time he like rests his giant <laughs> fist on it, it imprints through the three pages. So he's got to go get another one. <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like cigar ash is falling over it. Or Hellboy trying to type on a keyboard.
1: His, yeah. <laughs> his, he can only use can only thumb. use, yes, he can only it. use it. His one hand. Yeah. Um, I look. We just wrote a joke. For that's him. right. That's right. So if someone up, wants up that one, <laughs> he's got a chicken pack with he's one. He's got to have like one of those like
0: big pianos, like from Big, where he has to jump X on the keys. Large keys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so guys, let's let's talk uh, recommendations. Uh, Alan, would would you recommend this to someone? Who would you recommend it to?
2: Oh man, um, I don't know. I I. I enjoyed it. I think I would recommend it to anybody that likes the dark read. Even people that aren't Hellboy fans, I would recommend this too, just because it's just a good read. It's just, it's exciting and it's well drawn. And um, I think Hellboy is a character that I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like Hellboy. You know, anybody that, you know, people that watch the movie, even if you haven't read the comics, he's not a character that people dislike because he's. He's just there,
1: you know. Except for like, like a million moms, right? Except for like the Christian organization moms well, are like, yeah, "Don't you dare that. read the Hellboy! <laughs> no Hellboy!" Right up there
2: with Harry Potter and
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Travis, who would you and, – and there are some pentagrams in this thing. It's not like there's – it's you know, there's yeah, a but couple it's, pentagrams. It's but, badass. But they could have gone – like,
0: it's weird that he he showed restraint. In a time where Vertigo was like, you know, Preacher's coming out and all these things were, like, really ultra-violent, like That's the indie side of comics. Yeah, I got a mention Preacher. Check. If you're playing Comic Exposure Bingo at home, go ahead and check that box <laughs> out. Um, check
1: the Preacher box.
0: And, uh, you know, and t- like I said, Tank Girl's out and stuff like that. There Tank it would Girl. be – there would be I'm sure a certain kind of urge to like throw tits in here and like a lot of swearing, but he doesn't do that. He I lets agree. the tone set the darkness for it. So even though it's called Hellboy, I think it's just as appropriate as Wolverine to mm-hmm. give to a, a kid.
2: And it wasn't really that bloody
1: actually. I mean, No, so no, it's it's not. Uh, there's no, like, and war. I think that's that's yeah. kind of the reason why does he do giant monsters? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Be- because you, you don't have to be bloody. Yeah,
0: you can rip their tongues out and have green goo come out, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I think this book is really accessible to anyone. But who would I recommend it to in particular? I would say completionist, um, people who are getting into. Sometimes you know people find out you have a comic book podcast. Like, oh, I, I want to read comics. What should I read? And I'm like, and the, they, they've read a little bit of stuff. They're like, oh, I read X Men and Spider Man and Batman. And I would say this is kind of a good like gateway like hey you know what you should do like hellboy is a big figure in comics and he's only going to get bigger as you know the new movie comes out um check it out check out hellboy or a simple question hey did you like the hellboy movie yeah did you read the
2: books i haven't read the books cool read the first one
1: yeah and yeah I, I i think uh, you're right alan go ahead what no, i was going
2: to say as someone who watched the movie first i would definitely recommend the book definitely because the I think the book is much better than the movies. We already talked about that, but yeah, that's why. Yeah, I think
1: I think, I think anybody who's kind of seen the movie but maybe didn't read it. I also Travis. We always try to struggle to find something that we can give someone that's like a that's a complete story because we read a lot of volume ones. Mm-hmm. But this this is a good volume one where like it ends yep. in a way where you could go and that's a Hellboy story. I yeah. if you didn't want to, like you if you liked it, cool. If you want to find some more, you can. But if you're cool with just this like snippet of issues. this story, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a good, it's a good way to do it. I, I, I think that's a good one. I think once the trailer drops for the new one, right i think that's when you that's when i start going oh dude you should read this yeah right like the trailer it's... comes out and people are like the trailer looks awesome then you can just go oh dude here read this
0: yeah cuz when you, when you find out that hellboy has been written since 1993 you're like dude i can't get it's like trying to watch doctor who you're like man like that's i can't I know if i can get get into this it's too much and, yeah. and then you realize the types of stories they're telling or at least in the early years here and you're like yeah take this Issues and you can check it off your list. Read Hellboy, check.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it does make me want to go pick up a couple other like I. I read a lot of BPRD, um, like a couple, like a bunch of arcs of BPRD. I read some Hellboy nineteen forty whatever, mm-hmm. nineteen fifty whatever. Um, I read Hellboy in Hell. I've read another arc in the middle of Hellboy. I just don't. I couldn't tell you which one off the top no. of my head right now. Um, but I would like to go back and. Uh, it makes me want to go read more of this. My only beef, and this is this is just my dark horse beef. Dark horse trades are too expensive. They are very that compared to what else is out there. I agree, especially since especially since this is paperback and it's mm. it it retails seventeen like eighteen bucks for it. Oh, that's a lot,
0: man. That's Dude, that's a twenty four bucks both volumes hardcover on Amazon right now. Totally so worth it. So pretty. I got yeah. this.
1: I got this super cheap uh, at like a, a convention. A w- yeah, a convention where someone was like, oh, all of my trades are like five bucks," And so you dig through the box. I was like, oh, you know, I've never read the first volume. I'll grab it. Um, but I would I would say this is one that I'll hand off to someone who kind of like, you, when the trailer comes out for the new one, they're like, oh, that really looks good. I want to see that. I'd be like, oh, you should totally read this. Yeah, right? and, the, and the,
0: there's a, a couple of cool side stories they add in the trade there. You know, the, yeah. the, those little one-off stories are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think, I, think, I really think that that's, um, I know they're making a Hellboy movie, but I think a Hellboy TV show oh, would
0: would be... Monster would of the
1: be, Week. I don't think you'd have to do Monster of the Week. I think you could do, like, two monsters a season, right? Yeah. Or, like, one one in a short season. Not, I'm not talking, like, 24 episodes. I'm, like, a 10-episode, 8, 10-episode, like, uh, Netflix or HBO thing. I think it would it would yeah. be the perfect thing for it. Because you just use these little arcs like, oh, in this season, Hellboy's fighting off this demon, right? And, and right. I think it works well in a, in a way that a movie, you're going to cram that big monster into two hours. Um, but I think eight hours to play with it would be fun.
0: You know? The only problem is they'll they'll do BPRD because they don't want to get the guy in the makeup as much and they don't want to spend yeah, oh, money exactly. on special effects. So it's going to be like BPRD, Dawson's Creek.
1: Yeah, but I tell you what. I would dig it. I'd do a BPRD i do a BPRD show.
2: Sure. I think yeah. that'd be fun.
1: If they have good surrounding characters, you know,
2: good yeah. monsters that they have to fight. Not if it's going to be hokey. And then they, sometimes they bring in too much love story. Oh, my God, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who does Who's not watching the CW
2: shows? Alan's not watching the CW shows. Dude, they started losing me on Flash and all of those shows when they started getting too oh, so much emotion and feelings. But I still watch it. Iris. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Iris is bad um, too.
1: Oh, Before we Jesus. before we end, Travis, I know this is more this is more of a uh, this is more of a variant discussion, but uh, Riverdale. Are you, I have a, is, it, is it started up again? R- Riverdale's back, buddy. We got okay. two Episodes of Riverdale. Nice. Make, Bring it back so we can do Riverdale corner. Okay, Riverdale (laughs) corner, and also we got
0: Stranger Things coming up. Oh yeah, Uh, I've never watched either of those.
1: How have you not watched Stranger Things, Alan? I don't know. It's a bunch, a, really... a bunch of, a bunch of white kids in the 80s is not <laughs> yeah. up here, athlete. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah,
2: I don't. I I need to check it out. Apparently, I, there's I've a there's things, a but... there's a black kid in there. Yeah, yeah he's a the a one great, who's like, great. we
0: shouldn't be doing this, guys. Where are yeah. the parents? Let's go talk to the parents. And they're all like, no. <laughs> the black
2: <laughs> kid, like with me and rats and those bees, man. They didn't tell you about the bees, bro. No. I saved his life. I was like rats. Don't go out there. Don't swat the bees. There's a, a hornet's nest. There's a hornet's nest. <laughs> and He's, I, he, he says, I think I can outrun them. I was like, rats, no. No. Yeah, I think I can do it. I, I would have totally done it. I had like a broom and I was going to swat it
0: down and just – Like two hits and then run back inside. He thinks the Hornets are faster than I am.
1: They probably are, man. They They probably are. Are Are they like giant Japanese Hornets too, right? They're like the size of your thumb. Yeah, that's why they're giant. They're fat, slow, (laughs) lazy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Comic Exposure podcast slash uh, Hornets show. Uh, And... We will see you on the next episode. Remember, you can find us on comic, uh, www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. We're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure. You can find us in all the places. Uh, you can find Travis on Instagram at. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. You can he find loves, me look, look on Instagram at. Josh Broccoli, I'd say either J.R. Broccoli or J. I think it's Josh Broccoli. You can <laughs> know you can find, your take, handles. <laughs> I do. I know it's terrible. Uh, you can find us on those places. You guys find us on Instagram, uh, and we, uh, Travis and I, uh, have to sit down and do a better version of, of picking books for comic uh, for comic book club. So we are we're going to make a pact right now, Travis. Right now, I'm looking at you in the eyeballs via Skype. We're going to make uh, we're going to make a schedule. And we're gonna make it happen. We've been we've been lazy podcasters. And I love you, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're we're gonna try to get back on the ball. I think this this uh, I jumped into a new job, so this is my apology to, to the folks on the pot and podcast listening world. Uh, that is just a stupid schedule. And so And I uh, will not
0: apologize. No, and I, I do possess. not apologize. <laughs> that's,
1: that's, the apologize. Person, that's the kind of person. That's kind of person he is. Nope. Uh, so and and so you know we're, we're gonna get a, a more reasonable schedule and the books listed <sighs> for you guys so we know it's coming up. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. Next episode is gonna be a Halloween variant episode. Travis and I are gonna talk about what shows, what comic books would make great horror movies. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you, so that, you think that's... we can binge
0: all of Stranger Things by <laughs> next weekend? Between it comes out on no, Friday. No,
1: it, it comes out on Friday. No, there's no. no I get would to love it. to, but. I don't think I can. I like, I could try. It'll definitely be done by the week after that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll put that in the works. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find all of our old episodes on our website. Uh, If you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a lovely rating. Uh, And, ladies and gents, we will see you next trade.